Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the new Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever the fuck you decide to listen to this Billy DeVore. And sitting across from me, as always, is... What's up? Lee Michael Kimbrell, hanging in the Devoreporium, chilling. How you doing, Nasty Boys and girls out there? They're good. They're doing all right. They're fucking hanging in, baby. Another week, dude. Another week. We're in week 52. We're in week 52. This is it. This is the end game. Dude, we're coming up. I mean, we started this podcast in 2007, motherfucking teen, dude. I know. It's about to be 2021. 2021, will you think about me? I could wait a year, but I couldn't wait three. Mm. Little Vampire Weekend for you? Love it. Such a good, that's such a banger of a song. Yeah, it went over my head, but I liked the, <laughs> I liked the rhyme. You like the rendition? Yeah, dude. I don't know. Just on paper, we it'll be it's four years. That's. I mean, I know it's not technically four years. You do all the math of the months and shit, but like 2017 to 2021, that's what it's gonna be. That's insane. Yeah, it's a really long time. And we're coming up on so officially after we deleted, I deleted the entire first season. Yeah. For very good reasons. Yeah. Um, which probably would get me canceled today. Ah, some of the jokes were a little hard, but you know, whatever. This is this will be episode ninety-two. Ninety-two. So we are eight away from the hundo. One hundred episodes. Eight weeks away from the big one oh oh of officially published the new Nasty Boys podcast episodes. It's pretty awesome, man. It's pretty great. What do you think the odds would be that we get to two hundred? You know, as long as society doesn't fully crumble and the Reds field a baseball team, I guess that's not even a paramount. We'll do a baseball podcast without baseball. We've done it before. Yeah. We'll do this after the nuclear apocalypse in a bunker, just talking about, you know, the 1998 Yeah, just Reds. like the theoretical idea of baseball <laughs> and sports in general. Just sitting in like a, in like we're just living in a bunch of old refrigerators, like an Indiana Jones 4, just being like, do you remember when Dante Bichette played for the Reds? It's how you beat the uh, radiation, man. But to answer your question, Bill, I think they'd be pretty good odds. I think so, too. And did you know football is in full effect with many teams? Teams strutting their stuff. You might not be in a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on, on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair, armchair. to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Boom, baby. Did you see that the Nevada sports book made more money last month than they ever have? What? Than they ever have in December. How? Nevada cleared like, like the house cleared like $71 million or some oh, crazy shit. Fuck. Just. I don't know. I would imagine there's a correlation just between... I mean, we just got done with our fantasy seasons. Yeah. Betting and gambling and sports in general have just been... Gambling is more or less a crapshoot. 
But now with COVID, it's just completely thrown a wrench into it. Whole You've thing. got, you know, health, non-injured players missing games because yeah. of COVID. You've got all the athletes' psyche is just completely kind of fried anyway. Mm-hmm. You've got people that are not performing or and you expect them to or people who are performing and you don't know who the fuck they are. Yeah. But I think it's just like the complete, var- the total fucking wild card variable that is the COVID era of sports has made it increasingly difficult to bet on them. And I want to know, knowing all of those factors, how did Vegas get it right? That is, that is what's so crazy about it. That's, I don't and understand Ve- that. Vegas, I mean, Vegas, they just know what they're doing. It's a vicious, evil machine. Dude. Right, but they don't. there's no way that there is some Jeff Lunell-type nerds with a spreadsheet who has... Who has figured out the, the the odds math for betting through a pandemic? Right. There ha- is it like how would you even equate that? Like I don't know. They're definitely not. I mean, I would imagine now in like the we're in the future, baby. It's twenty twenty. It's about to be twenty twenty one. Right. Like you've got to figure that Vegas has stepped their game up a little bit. Yeah. As far as like analytics and getting some Harvard guys or whatever, but gambling is appealing just because it's like generationally passed down bookies just know you know these guys just know they've just been in the gambling world for so long that they're like yeah this is how it's gonna go down this is it it's all still just the old jewish guy from casino running it who's just you know hey you're you're, you're jewish you pay attention and you read the paper man i've been watching the oceans movies dude oceans 11 so fucking so good i love a good heist film Steven Soderbergh is is pretty. Him and like Michael Mann are like the best at it. I love a heist, dude. When was the last time you watched Heat? Long time. That is such a good. It's been a few years for me. But Long I, time. But that's one of those movies, kind of like uncut gems, where I'll sit down and I'll just be like, oh, I just thought about Heat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for oh, sure. <laughs> that was a great scene. Uncut fucking gems. Jesus, good lord. Shit just kind of stresses me out the whole time. Yeah, it's him and Darren Aronofsky are very good at it. Yeah, they are. That speaking of being stressed out the whole time, you heard of <laughs> Showtime's new show, Your Honor, with Brian Cranston, old B. Cranston. Oh, how is it, bro? It is excellent. Yeah, it is so fucking good. So, what's the premise? Judge in New Orleans, played by Brian Cranston. I already love that. Good dude. There's there are a couple scenes at the beginning where you're just like, oh yeah, this guy is like high moral fiber, good guy. He's not shitting on people in the court. His son driving down the through the ninth ward has an asthma attack. He's reaching for his inhaler, hits somebody on a motorcycle. He's he he can't find his inhaler. He's freaking out. He goes into shock because he just killed somebody. He drives off. Oh. So the kid that he killed, son of the biggest crime boss in New Orleans. Oh! So Brian Cranston can't, he's got to try to get his son, you know, off with, you know, no legal processes. It's just like, you know, the what a father is willing to compromise and do to keep his son safe. Because they would for sure just like torture this kid to death. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so it's really good. So it's just really tense the entire time. 
So it's a little bit of a light, more lighthearted character that he was playing in Breaking Bad. Little bit. He's still an anti-hero. Yeah, for sure. He's just a good guy stuck in a bad spot. Yeah, for sure. But he doesn't divulge more into evil like in Breaking Bad. Yeah, man. I love the anti-hero. I, I didn't even, I barely even put the word anti in front of Heisenberg. He was awesome. He was, yeah. Someone's got to sell, someone's going to cook the meth. Might as well be me, who I have a I have a, a fucking... Doctorate in chemistry, dude. Yeah, and my time here is super limited now. Yeah, Might fuck as well it, dude. Make the ca- most chaos out of it. Yeah, dude. Would you... What would, okay, here's a question for you. What would you do if a doctor came up to you and said, you have three to five years to live? What are you going to do? Damn. I know, it's a heavy one, but... It's a good question. And we've also all kind of thought about this question in the last nine or ten months. No shit. You know? What would I do? I don't know. I would probably... Am I allowed to, like, tell the world yeah. that I have three to five years left? You literally... Ha- you can do anything you want. I would have three to five years left. I would start a GoFundMe, raise up as much money as I could, and just use my position of, you know, mortality... To try to get as much money as possible and just like spread it out as much as I could. And that's very sweet. I know it sounds so corny, but like the only reason why I would like to achieve some level of like fame and money is to just give it out. Give it out. Go give the money to people who fucking really need it, which is everybody. Right. But like I would, I would want to, I would just try to do some good and just go out and like just. Eat really nice dinners and tip a thousand dollars. You know? Yeah. I just want to get to a point where I can just like have one too many whiskeys and be like, you know, this waitress, she was great. Here's fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. You know? I just, and then you go viral again. Yeah, exactly. Well, ex- 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 except for like the blood cells in your body. Yeah, exactly. But like outside of that, you're, yeah, you're, you just are continuing to grow your legend. Yeah, man. That's what I would do. That's a pretty And good I would one. also like, I don't know, streak at a Reds game. For sure. I'd go. I'd get naked at a Reds game. Yeah, because you have nothing to lose. What are they going to do, put you in jail for a night and then give you a ticket? Yeah, exactly. And then that also adds to your legend. Yeah. I don't know. I'd probably, like, go set Mitch McConnell's house on fire. That's a good one. Or, like, really try to assassinate somebody who, like, needs it. Like, okay. I'd for real, I might try to, like, go and, like, Piano wire garrot, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> you would have, an, I think you would have to do that early in your in your shit before you like get super sickly. Yeah, no doubt. That'd be day one. You add that to your GoFundMe, you're gonna you're gonna skyrocket. You're gonna be number one on the charts for GoFundMe. What is stopping us from just collectively trying to overthrow these powers that be? Nah, the consequences. Yeah. People are too afraid to lose what they've built up already. Yeah, comfort is the worst thing ever. Comfort's but, and killer. No, and no one is comfortable right now, but it's more comfortable than losing everything and going to jail. Right. And then what? We overflood the jails and then everyone's afraid they're going to fucking get COVID. Oh, yeah. Scary COVID. Scary COVID. Um, I just... It, yeah, no, I mean, that... It's such a fucked system that we could just have one dude with his own personal interests... His decision hinged on whether we were going to get our money or not. That one guy. One guy. And he was like, nah. No. So is it official that that we're not getting the two grand? We're not getting the two grand. Just because of Mitch. I mean, obviously, it is. there's a lot more at play than that. But 
Essentially, yes. It came down to him for whatever fucking reason, and the, his answer was no. Great. Awesome. I mean, I'm glad that people, like, sit, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, COVID. Um, now, like, just because, like, I, you know, I'm psyched over 600 bucks. I'm not in a desperate, I'm not in a spot. I'm not in a bad spot. I yeah. haven't been this whole time. Has it been an absolute bummer and has it been soul crushing? Absolutely. But have I ever fretted financially? No, and I'm super lucky because of that. Right. But that being said, that $600 is going nowhere for so many fucking people. Yeah. Absolutely nowhere. Like that, like, did, like what, what is someone going to, that doesn't help pay their rent that's been backlogged, that's going to be backlogged in January. Yeah. That's not helping. That's that's just fucking over so many people. And like you've said before, we've said a bunch is that it's all been completely mishandled. And six hundred dollars is an absolute fuck you. Yeah. But yet we're giving a hundred and fifty million dollars to Israel. Yeah, I mean, it, is Israel the the biggest thing that's got people so salty because there are a ton of folks who have bigger nest eggs than we do. Not nest egg, their monthly nut is a lot bigger because yes. they have kids or they're, you know, they've got a bunch of student debts or whatever. Right. $600 to me does, it's more than a drop in the bucket. Moves the but needle. it's because I don't have much. Right. You know, I mean, I, I've been able to survive throughout this by, you know, gigs here and there that I saved up a bunch of the unemployment money that I got. Like, my monthly nut is small. $2,000 is an absolute game changer. Oh, fuck yeah it is. Two grand is an absolute fucking game changer. Yeah. But, I mean, $600, I, I just... The thing that's... The, the biggest grievance that just twists your stomach is is just the, the class of billionaire boys and girls who are just... Have never really understood what it's like to be scared for money. No. Never even come close to it. They live in a goddamn crystal palace up on top of a hill, mm-hmm. and th- most of the relief is going to them. Right. That just doesn't. That just doesn't compute in most people's heads. And I'm not, you know, none of us are economists, and I'm sure that there is a way to rationalize the reason why it's happening. But ration, you know, being rational, 2020 was the year where rationality died. Yeah. No one is rational anymore. No. No one is rational. We, you know, we find something that we want to believe in, whether we actually hold it to be true in our own minds or that the rest of the world does, and we don't want to buck against the rest of the world because rationality is gone. And if you buck against the rest of the world, they can just turn their backs on you and you're just by yourself. Alone, which is what is happening with the United States versus everybody. Yeah. But what 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 I've been thinking about, like what you said, like the the, the billionaires, the one percent, they're in their bubble, right? Mm-hmm. A man, like everyone, we know what we would do, what we would do if we hit, if we became that rich. Yeah. Flip it. They would have no idea what to do if they were in our position. None. If they were to look at, like, if they were to look and see what they had to work with with us, they'd be like, "How are they surviving?" There's a How? really great. I'm trying to look it up. An F. Scott Fitzgerald. He's the guy who wrote um, Great Gatsby, right? Right. He has some awesome quote about the rich. Okay. They possess and enjoy early, and it does something to them. Makes them soft where we are hard and cynical where we are trustful. 
in a way that unless you were born rich, it is very difficult to understand. Yep. It makes them soft where we are hard. And it's just that that quote encapsulates what you just said. Mm-hmm. They couldn't soft where we are hard. Like they couldn't ride a public bus. No. You know, they couldn't go on vacation and they couldn't go on the road and sleep in their car or sleep on a stranger's couch or this. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it does soften them up. And it's like where we are trusting. And if and if I walked up to you and I was like, hey, Bill, you know, I like your apartment. It's really nice, man. Uh, thanks for being such a good friend. Yeah. You would be like, man, Lee just meant that. Yeah. But if you were born a billionaire and I walked up to you and I was just like, man, I really like your house. I appreciate your friendship that you've given to me. They wouldn't trust it. No, I mean, they like, would. They would think, "Why are you? You want? You're saying this to try to get some of my pie, right?" So it's just a completely different mindset. Of course, a completely different mindset. We are basically just describing the plot to Trading Places. Mm. What a perfect movie for this year, mm-hmm. and how that's that movie just continues to resonate forever. No shit, dude. Until capitalism changes, and when you when you also mention the what I don't know what economists think or what's going on and why they're getting this amount of money, they came out and said like last week or two weeks ago the, over the past fifty years, economic economists now have this economists what, the trickle down. Yeah, it didn't, just didn't, didn't work. work. Who would have thought it didn't work that once you give somebody something and they hold on to it, they don't want to get rid of it. Yeah, think about this. Okay, I like I I. I equate that with this. So there's a guy I know who has, who I worked with, who has a Star Wars collection that he has amassed over the years that's worth $1.3 million. For real? Yeah, it's insured at that, and he's like, it's probably worth way more, considering he's added to it. So I'm going to guess probably around two, $2.3 million of Star Wars shit. That is so fucking crazy. That's insane. Right? You're like, wow, that's a lot of shit. And then you're like, can you get... Hey, I don't have this. This is what I really want. I really want your Jar Jar Binks life-size statue, which I want. I have looked for it on eBay. It is available. Um, can I can I have that? He's like, but that completes my collection. I need it. It's like, no, you don't. You have another one. He's like, well, I have two because just in case, and you know, I just have it. And they don't get rid of it. That's what rich people do with fucking money. Yeah. They're just hoarding. It's just <laughs> yeah. a collection. Yeah, it, That's all that it is. Yeah, it's, it's a just, collection. It's just look at all I have. Yeah. But I'm never going to get rid of it. What what makes us... What, who the fuck got away with that? When they got away with that, starting with Reagan, and fucking duped a man with dementia into letting this happen. Yeah. That's fucking absurd. It really is. We we. It's so crazy to just... That if, if an alien came down here and told and I had to and I'd explain Ronald Reagan to them in like three sentences, it would be America elected a president. He got guns got caught selling guns to the enemy, and he found a way to fuck over his people. And then you'd be like, Oh my god, is that the worst president of all time? You'd be like, nah, it was the worst in the eighties. No. He's regarded in in by a political party as being one of the best presidents of all time, yeah, and they just keep trying to recreate him. You'd be like, that makes no fucking sense. Yeah, logically, that makes no sense. I know. So I, it's just it's just asinine, and and it's this this is just a the anger we had, which which also trickles over sadly from last week where I was. Like it's still for me just like an absolute bummer 
Did you also see that shit with Congress? There's a guy. There's a guy who is um, filibustering the electoral college's results, which means if it continues to be filibustered and he gets enough votes, that means it goes to the presidency could be voted on by Congress. Yeah, that's scary. It's quite scary. And then that means it goes up to and if that's the, if that that's the one pathway. It's the only pathway left for Trump to get it. And who knows at this point if that what if that happens? <laughs> then you are completely telling the American people that democracy is truly dead. You don't matter. All that matters is uh, Bezos, Gates, and anyone with money. And the people that you vote for are already bought and paid for. So fuck off. It doesn't matter. I know, dude. I can't remember the guy's name. He's wrote a book of that I'm listening to on Audible. What's his name? Douglas Rushkoff. Yeah? Brilliant dude. He was just voted... I heard him on uh, Duncan Truckle... Duncan Truckle. Duncan Truckle. Duncan Truckies. Duncan (laughs) Duncan Trussell's podcast. And he's like this futurist. MIT just named him uh, one of the top ten intellectual minds of today's world. He's brilliant. Yeah. He's this smart guy. just, Just a genius. Like true genius level IQ. And he... Uh, has written all these books and published all these papers about just like the future and where it's going and and and, and tying in economics and and uh, social thing just tying it all into one thing. Yeah. And he got called to this consortium of billionaires, right? Mm-hmm. And like asking him, he thought that he was going to go and give this keynote speech on his book about like. What we need to do to change, what we need to change now, in order for the future to be sustainable with a quality of life across the board. So he, these billionaires, brought him in, and he thought he was going to talk about his book, and they brought him in, and it wasn't a keynote speech. There weren't a hundred people there. There were five dudes Holy in a room, and he sat down, and instead of hit them asking him. How can we take your plans and put them on the world? They asked him, where do you think will be less of... Which part of the world do you think will be least affected by global warming so we can put a bunker there? How much much do I have to pay my security team so that they won't kill me when the shit hits the fan? Like the billionaires, the the like the the true elite of this world, they are they are literally like panspermia, like planning on how to leave the fucking earth. Oh yeah, being led by Elon Musk. They are truly thinking about that kind of stuff, yeah. and it is it is a straight up sci-fi movie. Man. It's insane. No, it's ba- it yeah it it's fucking Wally at this point. Yeah, read Team Human or listen to it or whatever. It's yeah. fascinating. I can't. I can't art- I'm, you know, barely through it, but it's really good. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, dude. I believe it. That was almost Bond villain esque. Oh yeah. This dude. sounds like Spectre. If you Bond villains. These are all pieces of shit. Because it's like at this point, it's it, it comes back to the fear in being soft. There are of, no billionaires who aren't sociopaths. They have to be. You're manipulating how many people... Which came first, the bi- the pile of billion dollars or the sociopath? And the it's the sociopath. sociopath. Well, think about it. I mean, you have to convince that many people to do this labor for you and yeah. to make these things happen. 
so you can reach this elite level. And how do you do that? You fucking look at them and lie to their face and tell them that you're going to take care of them, that you're going to provide for them, that you're going to help, and then you're fucking not. Yeah. I mean, imagine what the first 150 people heard at Amazon. Right. The first 200 people that worked for Bezos and Amazon. He's like, I gotcha, I'll take care of you. And then he shaved his head and went full fucking Ernst Stoff Blofeld. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he did. Well, the first 150, 200 people that worked at Amazon are probably rich as fuck. Maybe. And the trickle down is the further the trickle, the yeah. less there is to drink. That's what ended up killing the idea of, like, what, trickle down economics. Exactly. It's like, yeah, if there's 30 people that are trickling down, then that's one thing. But we're dealing yeah. with 390 million people. Yeah. Or there's that stat that's gotten passed around Twitter where the, the billionaires in America right now could give every single United States citizen, like, down to the babies. Like, every single living United States citizen, $2,000, and they would all collectively still have more money than they did before the pandemic. Half of what they made yeah. during the pandemic. Think about this. Did you see that? It's like if everyone, if, two, it's, if the $600, if every other country in the world chipped in to pay for these people, it would only cost $1.64. Everybody else in the world. That's that's less than the fucking UNICEF sad, sad skinny ribbed kid with the big tum tum. It's very very broken, man. Bleak. It's very broken. And so we have the same mindset as a lot of other people who are having this conversation now, albeit not with the front of a baseball podcast, right? But also with the front of it be it is a baseball podcast, but also hosted by comedians who are fucking woke. Yeah. Not that woke. But I'd say I'm drowsy. I'd say I'm still like on melatonin. But <sighs> if enough of these people get together and actually start saying something and doing something, you'd think they'd be a little afraid, right? Yeah. But I don't think it is. I think it's just a lot of this, which is just us contemplating, yelling into the ether like we should do something about this. But when will anybody ever do it? They will always the human nature will always be persuaded by comfort, like you said, and they will they will eventually everyone has their price and we will all just be bought off and eventually just be fat and gluttonous while everyone else is fucking working their way up yeah, to be the, what we the, have. The comfort thing, what I'm really scared about is that even when we do come out of this and the vaccine is, you know, distributed more widely there are there is a, a sect of people who I don't know if they'll return back to what life was before. I think, you know, I think there are a lot of people, whether they want to admit it or not, who love having a moral high ground excuse to be able to just stay at home, order takeout, play video games, not do anything. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. 
It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Right. And, you know, maybe that's what they were doing before. And you're allowed to do that. Sure. But now people are doing it with this idea that they're like better than the people who aren't. I'm saving lives. Yeah. No, you're not. You're slowly dying yeah. like everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Don't fuck, fucking get out of here. Get off on your fucking high horse. A lot of people's lives change for the worse. Like me doing this, like I told you before, like sitting here, that like it's eating my soul inside. I feel dead. Yeah. From just being on my couch, I, I'll do, albeit I have one, two, three, four, five screens in front of me distracting me at all times, so I don't think about it all day. Yeah. And have hours and hours of entertainment, uh, endless streaming possibilities in video games, but I'm still dead inside. Yeah. What am I going to talk about? Like, someone's going to be like, hey, Billy, how was 2020? I'll be like, I don't know. I played a video game where I was a samurai. A complete wash for the most part. Wash. I mean, I got a big green egg. I made really good food. I made really good food. <laughs> oh, I got a wedgie. Ooh. Smell your fingers. Untucked. There you go. Um, but no, like that's that's like it. And so if you, these people saying that, I, I don't know. I don't even know. It's just like, like what we talked about too, it's just like the, the fear is also what drives people. They, that, it's almost like a high, dude. Yeah. It's like when I rip my jewel. For sure, it's I, like a high. Dude, that first time I rip, when you wake up and you hit your fucking device first thing in the morning, it's like you're chasing that dragon all day to get it again. Yeah. So for people like this, they wake up afraid, like, I could die. Oh no, I could go outside. I could hug my friend and I could die. They are just jacking off. They love it. They are creaming them jeans. They fucking love it. They're man. all about it. They won't ever admit it, but it's the back of their brain that's releasing that serotonin that is making their their fucking brain nuts. That's so true, bro. And like uh, that Nashville attack that happened down in Nashville. That shit's wild. It's wild. And then when it happened later on Christmas, there was an RV parked out in front of the federal building of Cincinnati. Yeah. And, I... and, and dude, it's so weird. It's so funny that you brought up how like people are kind of addicted and on some level love this fear that we're living in. I had to catch myself because my cousin Cole, he was the one who texted me about the RV in Cincinnati. And then I had a little like burst of energy where I was just like, oh, fuck, really? (laughs) And was like low-key excited about it. But since you're on the map. Isn't that fucked up? Yeah, it is. But that's also, that's also like, I don't know, it's, it's something that in your brain, when you walk by somewhere all the fucking time, and then there is something that, that like in your brain opens up and it's like, and there's that trauma that could possibly happen. Your everything starts floating around like, oh my god, that's so close to me. That's so terrible. But then at the same time, you're like, 
That's kind of fucking awesome. Something finally happened to something, me. Something, yeah, something in 2020 makes me smile for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, no shit. It's why I got so I was at uh, Sweet Cheeks' dad and stepmom's. Uh, old Frank, I think you met Frank. Yeah, he listens to the pod. We were there, and I get a call from our downstairs neighbor, and he's like, "Hey, man, just want to let you know they parked an RV in front of the federal building. You know, I, I, you know, wherever you are, I'd recommend staying. You don't know what could happen." I'm like, "Bro, we're like eight blocks away. Yeah, nothing. There's no blast that would come and hit here. Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, good point." I'm like, "Don't you know? We're gonna be fine. There's yeah. nothing to worry about for us." He's like, "Good point. All right." So, and that kind of thing. I think it excited him too to the fact that he had to call me and like it probably that's the adrenaline rush too of like breaking the news exactly being on it yeah like did, yeah. yeah 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 did you hear did you see it that's like when I fucking in the group chat and I like we've been talking we about we are in you. a constant battle to try to see who can break the MLB trade in the group chat first yeah and it's all it's it's like eighty percent of the time Danny yeah and then. 15% of the time, it's us arguing with oh, Danny. Oh, it made me sing so much that Danny had to eat his words on do, on you. Oh, God. He's but, so fast to just be like, hmm, well, actually, no. <laughs> and it was like, well, wrong, baby. Yeah. And I just texted him, I just texted the news and just went, well, well, wow. Yeah, I know. Oh, that felt so good. But well, that, actually, <laughs> I don't see it happening, you idiot. You it's like, oh, rhyme. fuck off. You fucking expert. Yeah. Blech. Love him to death, but fuck you. Uh, but no, it's that that adrenaline rush that gets people going, and and there, it's just so much, and it and it's also just grabbing towards anything at this point. Well, speaking of grabbing towards anything, here is some good news within the Nasty Boy Network. Uh, my mom, she just got the vaccine. How about that? She just got the vaccine. You're- She's a nurse. She's vaccinated up, baby. She just got chipped. Yeah, she just got chipped. <laughs> it's so crazy. She works in an office. She's a nurse. Not like frontline. She's not in a hospital. She's an allergy nurse. Still quite dangerous. There's people come in sick every day. Yeah. She wears her mask all day long, but she's got to like get up right next to them to give them their shots, and they're like hacking a cough. And yeah. half the people that come in don't want to even fucking wear a mask. Yep. And but she got vaccinated. Twelve people in her office. Everyone was offered the vaccination for free, mind you. Three people chose to take it. That's absurd. Two nurses and then the doctor who owns the firm got it. And then nine people were like, nah, I'm good. You can't see this, but I'm just shaking my head. It's really quite asinine. Dude, it's... Here's... here's. I just want to hear their explanation. I mean, it, that is their explanation. Is chips and... They don't know long-term side effects and this, that, and the other. Of and course we don't know the long-term side effects, but we know the short-term side effects of fucking being trapped inside all the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. And not being able to do anything. Yeah, I know. Ugh. I know. But I'm really glad that she got it. She said that she had like a pretty emotional moment while she was getting it. Right. It was just out in the middle of the country, some little rural church, and they just walked you in. Full of freezers. Full, yeah, exactly. And... Um, yeah, big big gymnasium with tables spread out and people walking around in hazmat suits giving fucking shots. That's awesome. Pretty goddamn dystopian, but yeah, I'm thrilled. So she gets she gets her second shot in a month and then, you know, she's good to go, dog. Right. She's straight. She can just walk out into the world, nary a mask. 
That's fantastic. Yeah, it makes me really happy for him, man. Oh, me too. And man. then Mikey Boy's up next. And then Webster, dude, you should have gotten yours first. Teachers, teachers. teachers, man, just eternally shit on. Always. It, I mean, five years ago, you could make jokes on stage about how shit on teachers got. It's such a difficult job. You get paid nothing. And 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 there's there's so much disrespect associated with it for absolutely no reason. Right. And yeah, I don't know. There's I, so much disrespect because they have to deal with your fucking kids. Yeah, you ship and your then, kids off to them eight hours a day. Yeah, and then they come back and talk shit about that teacher. And then think about that. There's just that whole fucking negative stereotype because that teacher wronged my kid. Maybe your kid's in the wrong. He's yeah. a fucking seven year old shithead. Yeah, most of the time. It's the kid's fault. It's 99% the kid's fault. Yeah. The 1% is like if you fuck them or something. Yeah, exactly. And if you do that, then you deserve to be in trouble and you don't get the vaccine. Right. You should be in trouble yeah. for fucking <laughs> Well, my mom's take on it. She doesn't want... You know, she she couldn't say this publicly, just especially in her position. Sure. But what she just said to me on the phone, she's like, if you are given the opportunity to take the vaccine... And you turn it down, you forfeit your right to a hospital bed. Yep, your spot has been taken. You are on the street. You're you're good. Sorry, you're yeah. good. You got your shot. You're a fucking nurse. You missed. You're gonna it. turn it down as a fucking nurse. Mm. You know, I mean, yeah, you lose you lose your privilege, your right to a goddamn hospital bed if yep. you could get the COVID vaccine and you choose not to. If yep. you get COVID. Stay at home and weather the fucking storm. Yep, have fun. Get yeah. to the back of the line. Yeah, you don't get you don't get both. You don't get to no. have your cake and not take the vaccine <laughs> or whatever the or whatever the fucking I'm fine saying with that. Is. No, I'm good with that. Yeah, so shout out to Molly Kimbrell, an honorary first lady of the of the new Nasty Boys. She got her first vaccine. That's yet. huge. It's very exciting. It's awesome. What about Bill? The, the uh, middle of January. Okay, there you go. So, because you know he's a first responder, that's a big deal. He's he can't wait to take it. My aunt just got it a couple days ago. She's a nurse. Yay! I haven't heard about my sister yet on when she would, but she's thirty. Right. One, thirty-one. Because I'm thirty. She's thirty-one, and so she's a infant ICU nurse. So. You know, damn, I don't, she should be getting it soon. I I think so. I haven't heard. I haven't asked. Um, but yeah, she should. And you know, her husband, he's a he's about to become a petty chief of the navy. Fuck yeah, dude. So they're I don't know when they're gonna get him. Yeah, but. I've got four family members who have gotten the vaccine. Wow. Yeah, Aunt Kelly, my mom, my cousin Matt, and my cousin Natalie. She's a little nurse student. There you go. Yeah. So then we. Get oh, and my and my cousin Elaine. So five. Elaine got them because she's in med school at IU, and IU students are administrating, administ administrating. Yeah, you're fine. The vaccines. That's awesome. Yeah. So she gets one, and yeah. So they're just practicing on each other, like de like fucking dental. Yeah, dental school. No, yeah, people. no shit, dude. Like barber college. Yeah, that's it. Barber college. Dental did. school, like people in dental school, just like practicing crowns on <laughs> <Yeah>. their buddies. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's dude, I need do. to go to the fucking dentist. I do too. Uh, when was the last time you brushed your teeth and your gums weren't bleeding? <laughs> it's it, yeah. It, it it takes some doing. It takes some doing. Yeah. That is one thing that I have stepped up in 2020 is my oral hygiene. It's I'm a, a flosser. One. I don't floss. I love floss. You got to just get the little sticks. 
Oh, okay. The little sticks that look like little bow and arrows. Yeah. They're great, man. That's what my grandpa always had those in his car. Oh, yeah. So you would do that, and they'd have the little mint on them. you just fling the food in your teeth at the windshield. Right in the inside of the windshield. Inside, so the car stinks. And then it doesn't matter, because then after that, you grab a piece of gum, and you're good to go. Well, Bill, uh, when's the last time you went to the dentist? I went um, beginning... Uh, yeah, beginning of l- 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 last year to oh, get my good. wisdom teeth yanked. Oh, good on you. Remember that whole yeah, fucking Yeah, I remember my that. Mouth stank. Oh, yeah. It I was forgot about that. Bad. Yeah, I. But it was so expensive. The last time I went to the dentist, I went like a week before I was going to get kicked off my parents' insurance. So, five years. Do you have dental on your insurance now? Yeah, but I mean, it, it it, I would have sucks. to go to like, you know, I'd have to go to like dentist and friends, fucking <laughs> dental hostel. Dental hostel? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like Airbnb for dentists. The dental hostel, they're like, oh yeah, just go sit in the chair and then there's a chair stacked on top of yeah, it. Yeah, my insurance covers dental work, but I have to go to the dentist via Zoom and it just, <laughs> it just doesn't work very well. It's just really just somebody looking at my mouth. They, you, they fucking, they ship you the tools. Yeah, exactly. They're like, okay, now you just do it like this, just lean back. That's what it'll come to, dog. No fucking That's shit. What it's gonna come to, man. You're gonna pay. Well, so last time I went to the dentist, they were like, "Oh, you need a deep clean," and I was like, "Cool, I've got." So I've got dental on my insurance. It covers two cleanings a year. They're like, "Cool, um, it's gonna need a deep cleaning. That's gonna be thirteen hundred dollars." I was like, "What?" Like, yeah, it'll come in two parts. We got a Nova game. We got to get in real deep. That is fucking insane. And then the dude, when I went to go get my wisdom teeth all yanked out. Um, they got they like yeah your insurance is good you're cleared whatever I get in the chair they loop me up I get the gas and then they shoot into my gums and they went numb and it took one point to get one of the teeth out I it's like it was like a fucking cartoon guy's fucking leg is up on the hand rest he's just yanking God. and I hear it popping and everything it was so fucking gross fucking teeth dude and I'm all fucking looped and goddamn moving swaying back and forth in a chair and I look at the assistant and I'm like dude. He's like, yeah. I'm like, can I vape? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no. He was can't. like, dude, actually, like, they don't want anything in there. But here's the trick: just hold it in the front of your mouth, and then like take a deep, deep breath, and then keep your mouth all the way open and blow it out. That's what I do when I jeweled. And I was like, cool. This is bad advice. Yeah, good for you. But you're a pretty chill dental hygienist. I'm si- that's sick, dude. You want to rip some shots of this fucking Novocaine? He's God, like, hell I w- yeah, I would. Dude, I walk out. I'm all looped. I got blood just hanging out my in these like cotton balls in the back of my mouth and I'm just stumbling out and uh, they were like well your insurance didn't go through I'm like what the fuck you said it did they said well actually you are in you do you, uh, how old are you and I'm like I'm 29 they're like you have pediatric dental insurance I'm like I'm almost 30 and I have child's insurance they go yeah it's gonna be $674 I get a check almost uh, what well over a year later for like 500 and some bucks because they finally readjusted my insurance and like all the paperwork went through but it took like nine ten no it took over no it took a year and a half yet another for them to send it to me another thing broken within the american system Ugh, so yeah fuck the dentist you know I, you know I, we'll call mike frank and he'll just clean them in our house you know dude, mike frank we should have a big comics get your teeth right party <laughs> 
<laughs> and just Mike, Mike Frank, just like just get like a bunch of dudes over to the Emporium just, and just just work on our teeth, Frank Daddy. We have him set out on the roof. Yeah, social distance, and then just open air, and he's just yanking away. And then we just how we pay him is by offering him stage time in 2021. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Dude, I could book you to headline this show. It's in a parking lot next to a rally. I'm gonna need you to clean my me and my wife's <laughs> teeth. <laughs> do you do cats? Yeah. <laughs> cats. Also, can you look at the bunion on my foot? I know you're you're you say you're a doctor. Yeah, so. I mean it's so crazy just like the way insurance works and everything. Like I I I will likely just never be able to fix my knee. Oh yeah. You know? Fuck, is you still feel that? Oh, bro, yeah. The, so Jake has the same thing. Yeah, like I, I will just, just likely never really be able to get it fixed. You can. Oh, I can, but I'm just saying, like, I would have to like move back into my parents' house. <laughs> yeah. It would just, it would, it would really take a hit on your boy. To quote you, you would just have to move back into the nicest, nicest place I've, I've ever, ever lived, lived in. in. Yeah. It's a solid joke. It's a great joke. Yeah, it's a um, solid joke. You should be very proud of that. Fitzsimmons sold that joke on his podcast. Recently? Uh, uh, yeah. Maybe seven or eight months ago. That's I don't know. It might have been... I think, no, it was like very beginning of COVID. Because he, he had Greg Proops. You remember from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah, in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. There you go. And he told that joke to Greg Proops and it made him laugh. Wow! Yeah! That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that was a pretty cool moment. Hell yeah. Um, so, so if you can't afford to get your knee fixed, you know, right now, can you afford to keep your balls shaved? I can afford to keep my balls shaved. Yeah? Yeah, Do man. you have like a, what do you use? Do you use just like a, uh, do you use like a knife. regular razor? Knife? Serrated steak knife. Ser- <laughs> Serrated steak knife. You know what? I normally just use hedge trimmers. Yeah, dude. The full thing. If I'm going to trim my bush, I'm going to make sure it's nice and long and use the appropriate tools. Yeah, I'll grow mine out and then go over to Covington in the summer and let the goats on the hill just have a go at it. (laughs) Just munch down my pubes, goats. You're fucking welcome, baby. Just put your balls through your electric fence. It's two for one. You get a little tingle on the sack from the electric fence and you get something gnawing on it. Gang, this is why you listen to New Nasty Boys... Funny, hilarious riffs <laughs> into our ad reads. It's not goats. It's not serrated knives. You know, it's it's definitely not. Uh, what was your? What did you say? Hedge hedge, H- hedge trimmers. trimmers. Yeah, I mean, we're not putting acid on our pubes to eat the hair away. You guys know what it is. <laughs> we're not jokering our balls. No, we are. So uh, we get support for the new nasty boys. Uh, it's presented by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels and helping two million men all over the world get rid of their... (laughs) I read that wrong. (laughs) Get rid of the hair on their balls. I was like, two million men all over the world to get rid of their balls. (laughs) That's the ultimate way to get your pubes under control is just... Become a eunuch. Oh, then I could stop thinking with my dick and balls? Yeah, cut your balls off and then there will be no more hair oh. because there's no testosterone pushing, pushing those pussing. hairs out of the follicles, baby. <laughs> uh, it, we get it, man. If you let yourself go in 2020 while in quarantine, it's understandable. But Manscaped is here for you to reboot and stay clean and shaved in 2021. 
It was a tough fucking year for yeah. a whole lot of reasons. There's no reason to uh, have a big old nasty bush. Uh, <laughs> they're going to give you a great start to this next year uh, with the Perfect Package 3.0. It has all the right tools for the job. Um, it's got the lawnmower 3.0. Bill, you know all about this. Oof. It's waterproof and skin-safe yeah. trimmer. It'll reduce nicks to your two best friends, your dick and balls. The third-generation trimmer even has a light to give you the glow-up you need in 2021. Whoa. Hey-o. Uh, you also got to freshen up down there. It's not all about the hair, you know? You got to get the crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer. It's great stuff. You already put deodorant on your armpits and on your tongue. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Did you say deodorant on your tongue? Yeah, you don't do that. You don't, you don't eat deodorant in the morning? No, I just eat a handful of mint. After a gym class in middle school, did you do the thing where you just like covered your whole body in deodorant? Oh, yeah. Uh, axe all the time. Hell yeah, gotta get that Mexican bath in, baby. Goddamn, the phoenix is rising. It was uh, 2020, we've said this, man, it was awful. <laughs> so make sure your boys are refreshed and ready for the new beginnings in 2021. Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. What a deal. Speaking of comfort... Manscaped makes motherfucking boxers and they're anti-chafing briefs and they are included uh, and guaranteed to be the best underwear that you'll ever wear. A guy with hairy balls is like the year of 2020. You don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Again, you're going to get 20% off with free shipping with the promo code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the promo code armchair. armchair. What are you waiting for, bitch? Go <laughs> whack your weeds and make Santa proud, even though Santa, you know, it was last week. Yeah, he's taking a life, he's taking a 10-month slumber right now. Yeah, man. He's got a naughty list, he's got a nice list, and then he's got a pube list. And you want to be on one of those lists you only. Are, the, the nice, the nice balls list. The nice balls list. Not naughty balls. No, I mean I, 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 I dig a good pair of naughty balls. Oh yeah. But yeah. naughty balls makes me think of the Dan Saint Germain joke where he's just like, I take my balls, I bunch them together, and I put them in a pussy. I call it the devil's falafel. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> So fucking funny. He's like, I, I used, the joke starts. He's like, well, I, when I meet a woman, when I used to meet a woman, when I was drinking, go out to bars, I would, I wanted, I, I want to meet a woman who only does anal, who only does anal and talks about stuff like, yeah, hey, you bunch up your balls, you put them in your hand, and you squeeze them together, and you put them in my pussy. It's called the devil's falafel. Dan Saint Germain. God, love him. I hope he's doing all right. I hope he got married. Good. So that's great. I know, like you know, so many comics, he struggled with substances. And I just hope that he was able to hold strong throughout the team. It seems like it. I mean, he got a wife. Good. He wifed, wifeed up. That was the move. Speaking of that, Sweet Cheeks is home. Yeah, I hear the fir- the rustling of a first lady. The first lady is down there. Cool. I do like it. What are you doing, Sweet Cheeks? Hello? Honey? Maybe she has headphones in. She might have headphones. Or she- you're going to walk down there and she's going to serve you divorce papers. <sighs> I've been waiting on it. <laughs> Um, speaking of divorce papers, uh, I think it's more, it's, it, we, our, our, our fears have been, have been realized and actualized with their, it's just a hundred percent. We've already accepted it for this long. Um, Trevor Bauer is not going to be a red next year. No, he's not. No, he's not. And did you see the John Heyman tweet? No. He is looking for a four year deal worth between 36 to 40 million AAV. He wants to be the highest paid annual 
you know, average annual value of, in all of baseball. And then, did you see that Trevor Bauer went after John Heyman? Did no. you see all this? What did he say? Did you see this? Did you hear this? Let me pull this up. Here we go. I am going back to my Twitter. I didn't have a pull it up because I wasn't going to lead with it onto this. But I feel like it's more important to get this out of the way first than all of the... And then we can talk about the rest of the league. And speaking of Twitter, I'm excited to talk about a tweet that old C. Trent threw out there about DD. Oh, yeah? Very exciting. Did you see that? Uh, oh, yeah, the children's thing? Dee Deeds. Yeah. That's pretty, I mean, that seems significant. It's pretty huge. Um, here we go. Do, 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 do. I'm going to scroll back through. It was yesterday. I got to say, man, I think that. There uh, it is. I think we talked about it a little bit on a, on a couple pods ago, but I think Trevor Bauer is filthy. I think he's a great pitcher, and I think he is out of his fucking mind that he thinks he needs to be the highest paid player in the league. Right, after performing in a short In a 60-game season. season, after another team shipped him. Which is exactly what we fucking talked about with the the downside of the 2020 season. Yeah. Which was, you you outperform, doesn't matter, it's 60 games. Yeah. You underperform, well, you're underperforming. Yeah, exactly. You're not worth anything. Right. So the tweet straight up was, interested team suggests Trevor Bauer seeks a five or six year deal for 36 to $40 million, about $200 million. Bauer's coming off of a brilliant Cy Young season, but the star market is, is slow. The record... AAV is $36 million by Bowers' UCLA teammate, Garrett Cole. This is where it gets interesting. Agent Rachel Luba declines to comment on talks. I think she's declining to comment on talks because everyone's like, um, no. You want to know what she said? What'd she say? Because I just can't imagine anybody she doing that. quote tweeted it. And she said, wait, I've been tra- I've been on a flight traveling and just now checking my phone. What did I miss? And she's quote tweeting Bauer. Who Bauer tweeted this. He said, um, John, thank God for you. I'm learning so much about free agency from your tweets. Keep them coming. Also, at Ra- Agent Rachel Luba is her Twitter tag in case you want to tag her next time. And then he said, "Also, if you're going out, if you're going to go out of your way to report something that that declines to comment, you might want to make sure it's actually all caps true." Quote, uh, parentheses, asterisk. It's not. Asterisk parentheses. Don't you have to actually talk to someone for them to quote unquote decline? Wouldn't want to be fake news now, would be Johnny Boy. You know what? I. Have sang his praises a lot, especially when he was just mowing people down for the Reds. I think long term, I like what him and Luba are doing. I think it's mm-hmm. cool. The transparency is cool. Maybe I'm saying this just because it is. It seems so apparent and obvious that he will no longer be a Red. Right. He kind of sounds like a bitch. Yeah. He kind of sounds like a little bitch. It doesn't paint him in a good light. I mean, Johnny Boy, all this like fucking petty kind of holier than that. I mean, I get where he's coming from. Sure. But you were going out and asking for the highest AAV of anyone in the league. Right. During a period where no one has money. Quote, unquote. Yeah, right. And you are just acting like a complete punk ass on Twitter. Right. I just wonder if he's just shooting himself in the foot. 
That was what I was going to say. He is shooting himself in the foot. He They're appears like, to be. Who would want to deal with that? Exactly. Who would and want to deal with that? He already had questions of that when he went to when he was in Cleveland and he chucked the ball right it, over over Kauffman Stadium's scoreboard. And they were like, he's not really a team guy. There was already that stuff floating around and basically came to Cincinnati to rehab that image, and he did. And he did, and now he's just taking a big shit on it. Right. Here is, here is where I, this, I think this would have just slid. Here is why he went after him. The Rachel Luba comment. Yeah. He went after the agent. You, slash girlfriend. You don't do that, yeah. man. And once he did that, Trevor felt like it was his. It was a need to do that. I'm. I will be. No, but let's forget the agent part. Of he course, he went after his girlfriend. Yeah, people don't give a fuck if you talk shit about their agents. Right. No players coming out and standing up for fucking Boris. Bor- no one's doing that. No one. No. It's his girlfriend, and I'm telling you, dude, that just makes you look. It makes you look like such a bitch. Right. It, it just makes you. I just can't imagine he's out here like. Beating the drum for transparency, which I am all for. Sure, but we agree, no really. team is going to be like, "Here's two hundred million dollars." Now you make sure that we mind our p's and q's. Right. No, and it's like I get, I don't like the idea of just towing the company line or compromising your beliefs to to you know to to please your the higher ups or whatever. I like bucking the system. But it just seems like he is doing way more harm to himself than good. 100% agreed. That was a bad fucking move. All this other look. stuff is a great look for yeah. the game. Yeah, the vlogging. the I the, like the that. The activeness on social media. No, dude, but I mean, what is, good. is, is Luba, or is she going to marry him? Ooh, that's weird. I mean, dude, we it's like I wouldn't recommend dating someone at your office. No shit. If you're a comedian, don't date a comedian. Right. You're gonna, you know what I'm saying? If you're gonna fuck it, you're gonna you're gonna date your agent? Weird. It is bizarro land, dude. Right. It I, really is. And again, I think it might be uh, this this opinion might be tinted by the fact that he's not a red anymore. Because yes. Because we always said We love it. He's an asshole, but he's so our asshole. asshole. Right. I mean, I dude, I think we each said it ten times. If he was on another team, we would hate this guy. So much. It the was like the Puig effect. Yes. You know? Even though Great. I never really fell in the camp of hating Puig, I kind of never. have always loved him. Same. But, like, it's much easier to kind of look through look, some of these shortcomings. But, like, he's just coming across as, like, some hoity-toity dweeb. Yeah. It's not a good look on him. No, it's really not a good look. And it's not going to It's not gonna grease the pockets of these, of these tight... Pocketed teams. Old white yeah, men. Yeah, no shit. Who dude. are like, I just want someone to go out there and play baseball for yeah, me. Yeah, dude, no the, shit. You know the reason why they like Latin players? They don't have to talk to them. Because they just show up. They don't even speak to them. There's a literal language yeah. barrier. Exactly. So they're like, great, cool. And I get to pay them less? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's so true. Perfect. Don't even need to interact with them. No. Couldn't if they wanted to. No, it's like, they're you know, they've already outsourced all the other parts of their business. Why couldn't they do it with their fucking sports hobby? That is... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see all that go down on Twitter, but he didn't. He comes out just looking not, like a fucking dweeb. Not man. good, and especially when it hit onto the uh, effectively wild Facebook page, people are like, "Fuck that! Fuck him! Fuck, fuck him! This guy. Fuck that! Fuck that!" I know. Fuck so I don't. You know what? I don't blame him. And I don't. I don't blame. Uh, not him. I mean, I don't. 
John Heyman's just doing his job. He's just doing his job. I mean, that's what he's supposed to. He's supposed to get juicy, hot info and send it out into the Twitter Twitter space. Yeah. And yet, you've got the ultimate troll. Bowers a troll. Like I, like you said, we love it when it's when he's our troll. But yeah. when he's a troll, just living under not under our bridge. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah, he's not under Brett Spence anymore. No. Oh, thank God, he would have got burnt alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder. I'm just very curious to see how that saga goes down. I yeah. think maybe another reason why he lashed out so much is because he realizes that that deal is not happening. No, I don't think there's any way. And he's also come out and said, he's like, I'm not signing a one year. Yeah. So that's crazy, too. You would think 2021 would be the year to sign a one year and repeat it in 162. Exactly. Sign a, like you've said, like sign a one year for four, for 35. Go out there and prove it, motherfucker. And then we'll see where we're at after a full 162. Or does he know he's like, I could? Pr- he thinks he's thinking he could get the cash grab and pull the wool over the eyes. Yeah. But I don't even know if that's the case because he was so electric last year. Yeah. So it's a real fucking crapshoot. Yeah, I mean, it's the thing. That, and you see it in other walks of life uh, on social media when you were just out there every day saying, this is what I think. This yep. is what I believe. This is what I'm going to get. This is what I'm asking for. Right. You're setting yourself up for failures. Yeah. Because if you ever evolve and, and, and grow to have a different opinion on something or something happens to you and, and forces your opinion to be changed, then when you're out there on the internet and you're like, well, now this is what I think. Right. People are so easily able to be like, well, here's a sc- screenshot of you saying the exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and then, the, you know, the, the mob is on you. Right. And I don't think that these, these guys, these professional athletes are too over-concerned about the mob. No. But I can't imagine, I would definitely imagine, I bet, I bet this conversation, this little shift that we're having in our opinion on Trevor Bauer... Yeah. I bet you this is how most people are feeling. 100%. 100% that's how fans of 31 other ball teams are feeling. No shit. That's exactly how they're feeling. And dude, I mean, one of the teams that could pay him, and I think it's likely, the Mets. Yeah. He would. I mean, his comment about how him faring with the New York media, he'd implode, dude. You don't think he would be mentally tough enough to tell him just to fuck off? No, but I think that he would be mentally tough enough, and he would tell him to fuck off, and then he'd go out there and get blown up on four and two-thirds, and the New York fan base would just fucking turn on him. It's fat, yeah, super You know what quick. I'm saying? Like, I think that he... I think it's just always better, always better, to just bite your fucking tongue, show up, do your job, I don't know, man. We're in the same camp. Yeah. We've had this conversation about certain people posting on social media all the time. Yeah. And we're just like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah. Why did why is your Instagram story the size of a third of a tic tac? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. You don't need to be spewing all the time. Yeah. Your job is to sometimes do that. Sometimes whatever. Twitter, tweet, whatever, do what you want sometimes and put some stuff up, promote. But like your job is to fucking get up and fucking be funny. Yeah. And then outside of that, get shit sit the fuck down. And then just be a professional. Yeah. yeah. Right. This, you know. I think, I think all of or this. Or build your own platform where people want to listen to it and monetize it. <clears throat> I, th- I think. I think. It's this. I think this. I think that he is just shooting himself in the foot. I really do. I don't know who's going to want to play ball with that. Especially with the numbers that he's asking for. 
Oh yeah, and this in this in this, in this, in this economy, time, in this economy, in these times, no way. Uh, you know who just shot themselves in the foot? The Chicago Cubs. Oh yeah, no shit, dude. How fucking wild! In in less than in less than seventy two hours, we saw the San Diego Padres become like a fun Cinderella young team we're all excited about. Yeah. To being considered one of the two best teams in baseball. Yeah. Stalwart. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. The, the and you know what's crazy is that you could argue that they're not even the best team in their division. Dude, I know. Exactly. They are clearly still nipping at the Dodgers, and they haven't even figured out who's playing third base for them. I know. I know. Just nip-nip. They got a whole... The, what's crazy is, like, a lot of these, the uh, the Cubs fans right now are like, we didn't even get a top ten prospect. Boom, boom. You got a good return for you. Yeah. But you need to real you need to realize as a Cubs fan, they just took a shit ton of money off their books. Yeah, a lot. A what lot. What was he owed? Like sixty three mil for Something the next three or four years? Bonkers. Let me pull it yeah, up. Yeah, a lot of money. They did save a whole lot of money. And the package that they got back was pretty good. It was. But dude, no, I mean the Padres going out and signing Blake Snell and you Darvish in the same fucking day. Snell and Darvish. And then what's the guy's name? Lamet? Diz, dismal Daniel LeMay. So here's the deal. This is this is where it starts. So, um, next three seasons, this is the this is the big this is the big money one. Well, the big money one was the signing. The first year was twenty five mil, but he's owed twenty two, nineteen, eighteen. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Blake Snell's contract is very nice. Yeah, well, I mean, because he was just a... He was psyched to be down in Tampa. Yeah. That's... So you're taking that money off the books, and you're getting some very nice prospects. Yeah. But it's like what we were talking about, because everyone in the Central is a complete seller right now. Well, yeah. Every single team. Right. And we haven't sold out yet. I mean, right now, it, it, and, and we can just go right in to start talking about this, but, like, the Cubs coming back, even after non-tender and Schwarber, the Cubs coming back with Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, Contreras. All in contract years. And then Hendricks and Darvish. That's still a pretty formidable team. Yes. But now they've just got Hendricks. Uh, those other names are getting shopped around. Hendricks, and they have Hendricks, Alec Mills, and uh, Zach Davies. Yeah. So this is scary. They are three of the softest tossers in the league. What have the soft tossers of the Cubs done to us for the past couple years? Evisceration. Destroy us. Yeah. And looking back, this is pretty crazy. R.I.P. Phil Necro. Guess who the, who the three top players were that he struck out? Who? All time. Tony Perez, Johnny Bench, George Foster. No shit. The Reds have historically been bad against slow pitching. Interesting. Interesting take. Wild. So this could be deadly. It could be deadly. Just at the base, uh, just at a quick quick glance and then tying it back to the machine. Yeah. And like, think about it. No, it's a good take. No, it's an interesting look at the numbers. Instead of just being like, ah, they're soft tossers who fucking get shit, whatever, they're the cups. Who cares? But that could be that could be deadly for us. Yeah, it, it really could. could. Well, I mean, the scare, the saddest thing to think about right now, I mean, is just hands down the worst division in the league. 
Easily. It got compared today on MLB Network to the NFC East. Wow. That no one wants to win it. Think about that. You've got... And then with the so you got that going on with the Cubs and the then Pirates just traded away Josh, Josh Bell. Bell, which that was crazy. Yeah, uh, Eric Thames, the Reds killer, he gone. Yeah, he went to uh, Japan for one point two million. It's crazy that that he got one point two, but Justin Smoke got, got six. six. That makes no sense. Um, that makes no sense to me. But and Eric Thames is beloved in Japan, Korea, Korea. Yeah, um, very close though. Um, but like, here's like, s- sorry, I'm I'm sputtering. Um, you've got the Cubs who have who are not bringing back Wainwright. You've got them that they have Yadier Molina out there. Yeah. Who knows the catcher? A veteran catcher could fit in anywhere. So who knows if yeah, they would no pay doubt. to bring him back, or he'll just retire if they don't give him a contract. Um, and Colton Wong's gone. Yeah. All they've got is Goldschmidt. They got Hicks coming back. Yeah. But then you've got Martinez, who's been their closer. That's your th- that's your th- number three starter. Yeah. Yikes. So your one and two are Flaherty, and then uh, what's his nuts? Um, I'm pulling it up here. I have it on a tab. That is pornography. That is pornography. Okay. Uh, oh man, I've got so uh, sidetrack real quick here, and then you you look at the Brewers really quick here because that's what I have pulled up. Their one is their one and two are still solid as fuck. Woodruff, Burns, and then three, Lindblom. But would you... But I'm not... I'm still not scared of their lineup. And we're... I mean, what? They've got Kane, Yelich. Hura. And then first base is Vol... And then after that, I'm looking at the rest of this. I'm not scared of Dan Vogelbach. I'm not scared of Afasel Garcia. I'm not scared of Orlando Garcia. So... I'm not scared of Omar Navarez. I'm not scared of Luis Urias. After After looking at the state of the Central... Here's, okay, here's Would you Cardinals. not say that we have... Cardinals, Quang Young Kim. If we manage to not trade Sonny or Luis... Right. Opening day, mm-hmm. I think the Reds have the best starting rotation in the Central. Yes. I think it... I don't think... I think that, that it would be hard to argue against that. Correct. Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo... That's a great you one, know, too. And, and then, you know, who knows? Maybe Lorenzen... Maybe we fucking keep Lorenzen right where he is, and we throw Lucas Sims up there. Don't, don't sleep on Tyler Malley. Yeah, Tyler Malley. But here's what here's where it gets here's here's where I'm with the, with the Cardinals with Quang Young Kim. Can he repeat what he did in, with the sixty games and with basically having sixty games of tape available for hitters to look at? Right. So that that's interesting to me to see what happens there, um, and to see who they go out and sign. Who could they get from the bottom of the barrel? Like, who's going to go out there and get Jose Quintana? Yeah. A nice left-hander who was solid for a while, but kind of fell off this season and last, but still has some stuff. There's still some pieces out there, but I don't think they're going to the Central. Uh-oh. But this is, this is, this is not a, this is a bummer of a take. But if you were going to sell to the Padres and the White Sox that were looking for starting pitching that were... Proven commodities and with with low with cheap contracts. Yeah. And the market was hot for them. Then that means the Reds' the front office fucked up again. It means that we just said nope. It means we stood pat and didn't get what we wanted, but other teams were like, "Yeah, no, I'll take that." That means we might have been asking too high. Yeah. What it, or and then they were just like, yeah, well, I mean, "Let's go for it this year." It's like I am personally glad 
I am too. That for we this. didn't trade Louise or Sonny. Love it. But the fact that the Padres were out there and they were like, yo, we'll give you just about anything. Mm-hmm. And the Reds weren't even in fucking... I mean, what? We were in conversations with Padres, according to Twitter, for like a day. Right. With Sonny. What do we ask for? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Not enough. Like, if you look at that haul that that Tampa got for Snell, they got got a top 10 prospect shortstop. Yeah. That 19-year-old... I texted Jake about it, and Jake was like, that dude is exciting as fuck. That dude, he's a 19-year-old. He's considered one of the best teenagers in baseball right now. He's, you know, great glove, fast. And the Reds were just sitting on their hands. Per huge. Per fucking huge. You've been been quoted on the pod a couple times that saying if Sonny or Luis aren't gone by January, you think they stay. Correct. Well, January is in two days. You think Sonny's our opening day starter? Yes. 100% yes. I think so, too. I totally, totally agree with that. What did I, where, where did he say? What did he say? Oh, no, he was talking. Yeah, we talked about it on the phone. I don't have a text about it. And the, the catcher they got, too, that Tampa got, the guy's got a stick. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, that's an, that, I mean, the Padres, they're all super the, fun team. You already got... Machado, Tatis Jr., Will Myers, fucking... Cronenberg at second. Cronenberg, uh, Hosmer at first. You've got Kirby Yates coming back next year to be your closer. That is a squadron. But also, think about what they're nipping at. They're nipping at the Dodgers with Mookie Betts and the rotation of... Bueller. May. Kershaw. Kershaw. Price. Yeah. He's back next yeah, year. I yeah. thought he was going to be a free agent. No, he's back next year. Yeah, that's that's really wild, man. That's... Trevor's going to be throwing to some studs. <laughs> Old T got beside. He's got, a, he's got that one year, dude, and this is the year of him showing that he can shut down some elite bats. Yeah. If you can shut down Hosmer, Machado... Tatiste. Tatiste. You can shut down Mookie. Seeger. Bellinger. Come on. Yeah, it's it's That's wild. big fucking money. I know it I'm, is. I'm, 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 you know what? I'm root, I'm fucking rooting the most for him. Well, let's, uh, but, we were talking about Twitter a little bit, a lot of it. But, oh, one more, so here's, here's my takeaway with this. No, with asking you about, you know, with them nipping at the Dodgers. Those are clearly the two best teams in the NL, possibly in all of baseball. Yeah. And you had an opportunity to trade and cash in and kind of take a step back. Knowing, I mean, we who knows when you make the playoffs, anything can happen. Give me to the dance, and then let's tango. And we want to see a competitive Reds team. We want, like, my feeling a couple days ago was, thank God we held on to them. Thank God we held on to both of them. I want to just see competitive Reds competitive baseball in 2021. But do you think we're going to be shooting ourselves in the feet in 2024 when the Cubs have rebuilt and the Cardinals rebuild, and everybody else well, rebuilds, or whatever if, happens in Pittsburgh, too. Well, if it depends on if 21, 22, and 23 yeah. are really juicy for the Reds. Right. Because, I mean, again, I think that we... I think with all the moving and shaking that's going on in the Central, depending on some of the other moves that end up coming down the wire, I think the Reds open up as, like... At least favorites to come in second and get a wild card. Right. In this division. Pirates, last place. If 
That's also you're saying that we still have the eight team playoff, right? And not go back to the traditional way. But still, I, I like I like I like our team in a de- completely defeat. Well, it's like what you said. I love that phrase, "the king of shit mountain." Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm cool with it. I still have my throne. Yeah, I mean, we limp our way into the playoffs with 88 wins. I mean, but then it gets really scary because then who are you playing? Right. Look at what happened to the Brewers last year when they played the Dodgers in the first round. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't even competitive. Yeah. So, uh, you know, who knows? But And then also, who knows if 2022 or 2023 baseball happens? Hello! What's Hello. up, first lady? Hello. Did you have your headphones on? What? Did you have your headphones on? No. Well, I yelled for you. Oh, I was opening up the fridge and stuff and checking for ingredients. He, he was so. barking. Oh, I was I'm barking. Sorry. I did not hear you. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We're talking yeah. about the Reds. Who would have thought? <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah. Never heard of them. Yeah. We, we're talking about the Reds. We talked about... That's that dip. I know. We it had, is it so to good. Away? Yeah. It, sorry. It needs to be put away? Yeah, we were eating Isn't it. Isn't it good? My, yeah, my mom found this, like, dip... Vendor, what do you call it? Basically, you like mix mayo with all these different dips that this lady makes. Like it's just herbs and spices. I love a dip, baby. Love a good she dip. She gave us, she gave us one. I can't remember what it was. She gave us three of them, didn't she? Or just I think one? she just gave us one. But anyway, and we'll have to make that for tomorrow. Well, oh yeah, I can do that. This is pretty cool from C Trent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about you know we don't know who's gonna come, who's gonna be a red next season. But at length, we've talked about who, young Bill? D.D. Gregorius. D.D. Gregorius. Free agent D.D. Gregorius. This is per C. Trent Rosecrans. Free agent D.D. Gregorius wasn't able to visit hospitals this Christmas due to COVID, but as a part of his D.D.'s Deeds program, he sent gift bags, including Reds hats, to patients at Cincinnati Children's Hospital and Cincinnati's Hospital of Philadelphia. So, yeah. it seems like... I saw that today, that's too. That's really fucking cool. That's I mean, so cool. I mean, that just shows you right there. He's either staying in Philly or he's a red. He yeah. Didn't, he didn't send him anywhere else. Not that there's a huge market for had, shortstop right now, but he, like... And he had a stop in New York City and Arizona. Yeah. And, all and I he keep, didn't send him... He didn't send anything to Tempe, is what I'm saying. Right. That's pretty fucking cool. That's really cool. First off, shout out to him, DD's Deeds... That's an impressive thing to do. I gotta say this, DDD's nuts. Okay, we can move D-D- on. Do you know what DD Gregarious is? Uh, what his fir- his full name is? It's something crazy. His name is Sir Merrickson Julius Gregorius. <laughs> that's so tight. Sir Merrickson Julius Gregorius. That goes back to that sounds like a Bond villain, Bond villionaire. A villionaire, dude. I'm gonna call him that. Villionaire. villionaire. How has villionaire hey! not been a hashtag yet? How that not I'm coining it now yeah a billionaire dude I, we, that just Bill Gates we, we, yeah. yeah we went we spent the first 40 minutes of this podcast bitching about billionaires yeah can we uh, throw Mitch McConnell in there oh yeah, well, yeah. We got him. that was how we got there he yeah. asked me what I would do if uh, I got a diagnosis and was given three to five years to live and I said that I would piano wire garrot Mitch McConnell's head off yeah yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't take a whole lot to snap that turtle's neck. You got, nah. See, that's what's so fucking fascinating is you'd think, with all of our politicians being as old and feeble as they are, it's like yeah. an assassination attempt. You could just like punch him in the face really hard, <laughs> <laughs> just break his fucking jaw. He'd never recover. It's, it's not hard. Just just trip, just slip the cane out from under. No him. shit, dude. Fuck. 
Yeah. Well, either way. But Didi, I, it seems I'm, like... I'm pretty horny for Didi Gregorius. I am horny, too, now just because that adds to the lineup. You don't need... Uh, you don't need something over the top. And it's not going to be you a don't. bank buster. He's it, not a huge number. That could be 14... He That hot sauce. It is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Oh, I was just going to take it back down. You can take it back down. What do you think he's called for? Well, well last year he signed a one-year 14. Yeah. He's probably looking for a longer-term deal, knowing how cheap baseball is. You're not gonna. He's not gonna get a two-year 36. No. I don't think so. But I think you can sign him for a two-year 24. Yeah. Uh, cool. Spend. What is that? You gotta spend a little bit shit more on than what you need, and that is what you need. And then you're set with your rotation. You pull from what it, from your your arms. You've got these meal, these lottery tickets that you keep signing for the bullpen. We signed another one. Um, Edgar Garcia. What's the high spin rate, high high fastball velocity? Another fucking Bodie project. Where another are DJ we? Project. Where are we with Stanek? Where did he sign? Or is he still? He out hasn't there? yet. He, he still, still hasn't signed. No, he might be one of those guys that's a January thing. Like George Springer, he said he's he said he's signing in January, and it's down to two teams. It's down to the Mets. And somebody else, I forget who the other team is, but it's for sure going to be the Mets. Yeah. It's for sure going to be the Mets. It's not the Reds. No. Okay. No, I don't want... We don't need a center fielder. We have too many outfielders. Oh, I was talking Stanek. Oh, Stanek. Sorry. No, that's what I was saying about George Springer. Like, I was oh, saying, yeah, like, Springer. January. I'm saying January. So he might be a January guy. Yeah. Exploring the market. Still, he doesn't have anywhere to... Be. He's someone that that is highly valued because you won't have to sign him for a lot. Right. And that is more valuable... Especially in this season, than having to get a you know that a fully you, known entity that you got to open up the checkbook for, like an Araldis Chapman, right? Which is crazy. So that's just so fucking backwards. Whatever, I get it. I mean, we I went on about it last week, but um, yeah. So we I've heard nothing about that. We signed another catcher for a minor league deal. We played with Boston. Who DV something. We, we're just doing these slow depth building moves and. We're pretty active. I think we're the only, really, one of the, the few teams in the NL Central that's actively adding. Not, they're not major fucking moves. It doesn't have to be right now. And wait till January, and who knows? Maybe they'll surprise us and give Trevor Bauer a one-year, thirty-six million dollar deal. Try to trust Crawl. That's all you can do right now. That's it. I'm I'm cool with DD, um, especially since Kim, the Korean shortstop, went off the board to the yeah, and, he, More and, they, depth. and they've and yeah, right. More depth. And they've got the the shortstop of the future, not for their franchise, but for the entire league. Yeah. And just, they went out and signed a shortstop. And they, we're just like, yeah, we'll put him somewhere else. Second short outfield. Who cares? We need depth. Yeah. Four years, twenty four million. For a depth piece. Dude. Imagine, San Diego. But why didn't I mean did the Reds not even try? Apparently not. Four years, dude. They, that's a that's incredible a, deal. Yeah, it's fucking six mil a year. That's Shogo money. Yeah, it's Shogo money. Yeah, and they yeah. did it to add depth. And we could have done it to have a solid shortstop. And the thing about like the but it's also a crapshoot with a lot of those players. The Padres have always been the laughing stock of the league uh, to some extent. I mean, and considered def- a fairly small market, yeah? They're the definition of mediocrity. Yeah, like San Diego, huge city. Lots of money there. But there's a bunch of money. But it's not like up until recently they were, I mean, it's obviously this last year, it's not like they were like selling out Petco Park. No. 
But don't forget, they went in on it, what was that, 2015, 2014, when they went and got Kemp, yeah. Upton, uh, uh, Kimbrell. Yeah, 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 I remember that. James Shields. Yeah. Yeah. They were, That's, they we're not that have... far removed from A.J. Preller just fucking putting his foot on the gas. Yeah. It's so wild to see a team who we know for a fact lost their ass this year. Who has a history of not doing this kind of shit up until the last half decade? But this is but this is what they've been saying on Twitter, and I totally agree with this take. It's it is they took their time, they built up a farm system, they signed big free agents to put the place the pieces in, and then worked around and sold off parts of their farm system yeah. to build around with it to get the staff they need. They did it one hundred percent right. Yeah. 100% right. That's why it's so important for the Reds to figure out their developmental system. Gotta have a plan. And you have a pitching plan now. You have that. You have one similar to what the Rays have done, to what the Astros have done, to what the Padres have done. Yeah. Now you have that. But you gotta figure out the other nine, the other eight positions on the field. You gotta figure out the, the stick. Who knows when they'll figure that out. Stickless. Stickless fox. We're a bunch of Boy Scouts after the bonfire. <laughs> no sticks. No sticks. But no, that's so that's just showing you a franchise that's doing it right. And, you know. It is possible. It is possible. And hopefully with what Dick put into place last year with Bodie, getting that rolling, and hopefully Nick continues to drive the car in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, you look at some of these names that are like guys that are getting signed to minor league deals. Irvin Santana's 38. He just got signed. Where'd he go? Kansas City. They've been active. They They've been minor? really active, I know. Uh, the Twins just signed Hansel Robles. I saw that. Yeah, I mean, one year, $2 million. Yeah, and the, those, the, these are the guys who are off the market before the best catcher in baseball right now. No shit. No shit. Wild to me. Just absolutely wild. But that's the sport, and that's what it's involved into, and that's where they're at, quote-unquote, financially. So you've got a big old conspiracy theory and don't think that they're as bad off as they are? I mean, they are bad. They are, of course, if they're bad off, but it's billionaires losing millions. Right, 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 right. Like I've always said, it's like when a billionaire donates to a charity, it's like me it's rounding right up. Off. It's round. It's me rounding up my chains at, at PetSmart. Yeah, at PetSmart for the homeless pets. Yeah. It's the same thing. Is it? Does it affect them for sure? sure. But it's not as devastating. Well, let's be honest. It's yeah. not as devastating as my friend who was a server at a restaurant hasn't been able to properly work in nine months. Right. It's not the fucking same. Yeah, dude. They're not. Or they're, all the people they've laid off. Their lifestyle's not changing, and if your lifestyle changing. Is you have to sell your yacht? Boo, fucking who? You have to sell your favorite vacation home. What a fuck! Yeah, exactly. You're down to three houses. Oh god, that's got to be tough. Yeah, man. I'm down to just some square feet. Yeah, empathy is important, and I have I've always given even those folks before this year. I even gave those people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. That that doubt is gone. gone. That doubt is gone. 12 sheets to the wind. Yeah. I don't care. I don't. And that's the problem I'm having with this sport, and I think that if us, who are dedicated enough to talk about it every week, into a microphone, I mean, what is what is even the general public thinking? Right. Who, don't, who know very little. And already don't give a shit. Correct. They're just like, Steph Curry's really hot. 
<laughs> you know? That's it. Yeah, man. Who knows? But I don't know. I feel, I'm still optimistic. I would love to be the king of shit mountain. Yeah, and I think we are. I'm, if, yeah. we, if we said D.B. Gregorius and we come out and we've got Gino, D.D., Castellanos, yeah. um, Akiyama, Sinzel, uh, who knows, Stevenson, you know? Yeah. Like our offense. Anton. But we said this last year. I know. We'd be bringing back the exact same offense minus Galvis plus Gregorius. <coughs> Which is an uptick, you know, which is, is an improvement. But. It is an uptick, but there was, if you look in those last 20 games, that win streak and how hot the offense was, then they just ran into the team that went to the NLCS yeah. and was like 12 outs away from going to, to the, the World, World Series. Series. And probably winning. Right. Yeah. So, who knows, man? Who knows if that offense gets a full 162? We get a fucking fully healthy Moose. We get a Castellanos who's like, you're just staying in right. Yeah. And David Bell needs to be neutered from doing anything, from pulling him from a game to play matchup with yeah. him. Yeah. And same with Waker. He proved he could hit He could hit lefty. Yeah. Castellanos, you are every single day right fielder. And you will not be pulled for a pinch hitter. Yeah. You. That is you. Same with Waker in left or DH. It's like we're not pulling you for matchups. That's the, I, so that's that's kind of, that's where, you know where I'm at with it, and I I have a I have faith that they will bounce back and be better than they were. Look at Joey Votto's last twenty games, the second half of his season. If he can do that in thirty games, imagine if he has a slow start this year and it's thirty games that he gets another hundred and thirty-two to fucking figure. He gets one hundred and thirty-two where he's hot. Yeah. So he's cut down his fucking slow time and figuring it out, which could be good for him because it's just accelerated the process of him figuring out his swing, which is something that he's been having an issue with for the past five fucking years. Right. Who knows? I feel good about it because I choose to feel good about it. Right. You, we could take all the facts and all the transactions that we just laid out and choose to have the opinion that we're fucked, it's fucked, we suck, we're going to suck for several years. Right. Or you could just take the exact same glass of water and look at it from a different angle and be like, well, no. Mm -mm. I don't think so. No. Now, are we going to be competing with the Dodgers and Padres? I don't know. I don't think so. On paper, it doesn't look like it. But here's the thing, man. Look at the last time we won the World Series. It was 1990. That was lightning in a bomb. Yeah. 70, the, we're not going to have another Reds dynasty like from 70 to, you no. know, uh, to 81. That's not going to happen. Yeah, because it, it the game has changed too much. Yeah, there's I mean there 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 won't be that again for any team. No, not really. Because it takes so much time to build it. Yeah, and then you have a short window. Right. You're not seeing that. The advent of free agency is what has killed dynasties. Yeah. In professional in baseball. every sport, except for the Patriots. Yeah, that's very true. They're finally feeling it after twenty years. Twenty fucking years. <laughs> good fucking riddance yeah I'm so yeah, that's a whole other thing so yeah but I'm choosing to feel optimistic I'm cool with DD Marcus Simeon is the is also being rumored to play second base for the, the Red Sox I'd be happy with either one at this point yeah for sure because I want to get to the 88 89 90 wins to get the division yeah how great would it be to see the pet the 2021 banner NL Central flying at the gab yeah 
Get that t-shirt. I'm in. Yeah, I'd be into it too. Yeah. Well, you got anything to plug? I do. Oh yeah, let's round third and head for home, baby. Um, I will fix it tonight or later. Uh, you can follow the new Nasty Boys on OnlyFans. Sign up for OnlyFans. It's not all the way active yet. I gotta make a few adjustments. Do we know what we're gonna do with it? No, but you should definitely check it out. Um, who knows? We might have some video content. We could do whatever. The you know the world is our oyster. The world is indeed our oyster, sir. So we can do that with the OnlyFans. Um, next week, I got this the the music back for Bond with Friends. So that's exciting. Okay. You got to hear it. Uh, so that that the wheels have been greased. I've got everything else ready to roll. Uh, so we're ready to go there uh, to finally start recording. And like I said, probably mid to late January is when we'll have that. And I'll have the launch date and everything. So be on the lookout for that. Um, that's And then uh, you're coming over for New Year's. I'll plug that. Yeah, we'll plug that. That'll be fun. I'm making ribs. Daddy's busting out the egg. That's right. He's going to feed all the baby birds with his big, yeah. dirty green egg. Yeah, Grill Goo's going to get a workout. Grill Goo. Great name. Love it. What do you got? Uh, what do you want to talk about? Nothing in particular. I've got... I'm on a show. Yeah, you are. I've got a little show. January 16th at 7 o'clock at the Good Vibes Nutrition. <laughs> 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 over, over on Springdale Road here in Cincinnati. I'm sure it'll be a hooting and hollering time. I think it'll be great. Yeah, it'll be fun. You'll have a great time. You get to do stand-up. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, it's a it's a rare instance in this world. Yeah, dude. I'm just going to do it. That'll be fun. Health food store, huh? Health food store. Gotta love it. Health food store, vitamins, all that good stuff. Hell yeah. Yeah, dog. Tight. That's what I got. Well, thank you for listening. As always. And thank you to our podcast ad, Armchair Media. Thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring us. And thank you to Bet Online for being our premier online betting sponsor. So, as always, thank you for listening. And go Redlegs. Stay nasty. As fun.